2: but his first offering just a bit outside. There's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. Oh, oh my God. God! Deep to right field! Way up there! My,
3: oh, my.
1: And look who's coming up. You talk about a roll of the dice. This is it. Down goes Anderson!
2: Here's the payoff pitch. Happy Friday. Welcome into payoff pitch. We are action networks, MLB betting podcast presented by bet. MGM. We are here every weekday during the playoffs. So this is our last episode of this week. As we know, game ones of the division series get underway on Saturday. So I'm here with Charlie Desterco and Tanner McGrath, both of action network, two of our very best that cover baseball to Get set for Saturday's game ones, if you have not done so already. Listening to Payoff Pitch during this postseason, please leave a five star rating and a review. We'll pick some of our favorites to win a free one year subscription to Action Pro. Well, that's a pretty good prize. Uh, more to come on that next week. We wanted to give people a week to kind of sink their teeth into the playoffs, and then uh, we'll take a look at some of those. So, if you're listening and you're you're dialed into the playoff coverage, we appreciate it. Thank you again. The uh, game one starts Saturday so we can work with what the info that we have. Uh, We have probable starting pitchers. Markets aren't really out there for props because you need more clarity on that kind of thing. The pitching especially, but uh, we'll do our best here. We're going to focus. We had the preview episode yesterday. We're going to focus just on the game ones for tomorrow. So, Charlie, let's start with Rangers and Orioles. That's the first game of the day on Saturday. One o'clock start. Dane Dunning. Kyle Bradish, the pitching matchup, based on how everything's priced for game 1, Orioles the favorite -145, Texas +120, totals at 8, how would you like to play this game?
1: Yeah, you, you know, uh Dunning expected to be a game 1 starter and a guy that I think is long due for negative aggression, um 4-5 expected ERA, he's in the bottom 25% of all pitchers in expected batting average, does not strike out many batters. So that's a plus here for Baltimore that gets their first home playoff game in quite some time. I lean the Orioles in this matchup. I think that they are favorites for a good reason. Uh, I'll let Tanner talk more about Bradish in a a bit. But um, really, the only look that I have here is Gunnar Henderson, total bases prop. It's about plus 125 right now. He is the Orioles' best hitter against right-handed pitching, a 140 WRC plus and a 270 ISO. And I would wait, obviously, to see if Dunning starts because there's a chance they go Heaney. There's a chance they go Martin Perez. There's a chance they piggyback the two. Um, So if you want to back an Orioles prop, I like Gunner. If you want to back a Texas prop, I would look toward Dane Dunning's under on strikeouts or outs. Uh, It's right around, I believe, open at 14 and a half and four and a half strikeouts, juiced to the under on strikeouts, plus money on the under on outs. Uh, I just don't know if Dunning's going to be able to pitch this deep into the game. He hasn't been, you know, he's been good as of late, but he has some concerns with expected batting average and just being hit uh, around. And I think Texas is going to have a quick trigger with some of their starters, not like any of but a Dunning, a Heaney, a Perez. They have long relievers for a reason. So I don't expect Dunning to pitch deep into this game, especially in a five game series where each one matters. So that's where I'm looking. No official play yet waiting on Gunder Henderson, which... Uh, hopefully I'll be loaded into the app once Dunning's confirmed.
2: Tanner, how about yourself? I mean, we know, I'm curious too, we, we can dive into this with the wildcard teams that advanced on Wednesday. If I guess when you sweep with a, a best of three, you don't really have that much momentum. You, everyone's getting a couple of days off here. So I don't know about how you guys feel about the narratives of these wildcard teams having a few playoff games under their belt going into the weekend, but how do you feel about Texas and Baltimore game one Saturday afternoon?
4: I'll start with uh this. I think it's important to note uh as um Charlie alluded to, definitely keep a close eye on the pitching matchups. The only two starters right now confirmed are uh Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers and um who was the others, right? Charlie Verlander. Yeah Verlander for the staff. Astros. Um we are pretty confident in our starting pitching projections, but not hundred percent. So just keep a close eye on it for this one. I'm pretty sure we're going to get a Dane Dunning versus Kyle Bradish. And this is a bet primarily on Kyle Bradish. I will be splitting a unit on the Orioles money line and the Orioles first five money line. I like both to minus 150 or better. As I said on yesterday's show, um, I'll probably, I don't know what's going to happen this series, but I'm definitely going to bet the O's and the Bradish start. And here I am betting on him because he has a 131 stuff plus over his final 35 regular season innings three straight scoring out, scoreless outings entering this one with 18 strikeouts and 16 innings pitch. This guy is so good. His fastball-slider combination, among the best in the league. He's made three starts against Texas since the start of last season. 13 and a third innings, two earned runs, eight hits, 11 strikeouts. Garcia, Young, Semyon, and Seager are at combined five for 22 against him with one extra base hit. And, you know, hopefully he gets matched up with Dane Dunning because, I mean, the regression monster ate this guy up in the second half of the year. As Charlie alluded to, a lot of his expected stats are bad. Finally saw that regression, 4.7 ERA over his final 80 innings, 84 stuff plus overall, 72 on his fastball. And one thing I really don't like about Dunning, his ground ball rate dropped substantially this season to 46% from 53% over the past two seasons. He's throwing his sinker less and his cutter more. So that's probably why, but his whiff rates aren't up. They actually went down. So you got a guy with not great stuff, allowing balls to be hit in the air. That's a bad combination. And, you know, Charlie mentioned, you think Texas is going to have, um, a quick trigger on their starters. I don't really trust the Rangers bullpen. I have not all season long. I don't trust their middle levers. I don't trust the back end of their bullpen. Bit tough to trust Baltimore right now, too. their bullpen. I mean, Cano looks a little t- got a little fatigued at the end of the season. Obviously, no Batista, but I still would give them a slight edge there. Um, the reason why I'm splitting a unit on first five and full game is because I really want to back Bradish in the first half and then kind of uh hedge my bets there. Um, big thing about this first two games, Texas has a 126 WRC plus this season at home. 103 down the road, 97 on the road in the second half. I think Bradish shuts down the Rangers. I'm going to bet on him and the Baltimore Orioles in game one. Well, and
2: and me. And me. All right. Good stuff. There you go. There's your first breakdown for tomorrow. Uh, for Yes, for tomorrow schedule so confusing with that sweep <laughs> of these wild cards. Uh there you go. So let's move on to Twins and Astros. Debundo, we talked at length yesterday with Debundo about the how he just loves the Twins starting pitching. He's been on that really since March when we did the division preview for the AL Central. Well, Joe Ryan, his uh his hubby, Joe Ryan, on the mound against huh. Justin Verlander, one of the very best in playoff history. Has an ERA, a career ERA of 3.68 in the postseason, 230 strikeouts to 68 walks. Verlander, we know Verlander's starting. We think it's Joe Ryan for the Twins. So again, as Tanner said, as Charlie has said, monitor that to make sure you know exactly who's starting to handicap these games. Charlie, what do you think with Verlander and Ryan on the mound for game one and the Astros are the favorites to win the series and win game one?
1: Yeah. uh, I lean Astros as a side here. Uh, I know, you know, a a lot of love for the twins and I do have love for the twins. And I do think that if the Astros lose game, I mean, win game one, that I would look toward twins plus one and a half on the series and also dabble into their series money line. Because after that game one, I believe all advantage kind of shifts toward twins because of their starting pitching and bullpen depth. And then in game five, it's all hands on deck, which uh, I believe favors the twins ever so slightly, but I don't love Joe Ryan. Um, I He has high strikeouts and a, and a great command, but it's been a bit of a concern this year, especially toward the end of the season with his hard hit and barrel rates. Uh, his hard hit rate has jumped over 6% year over year, barrel rate just under double digits. He gives up a lot of fly balls as well and, you know, pair that all together and it translates to a ton of home runs. Now, since June 27th, the start after his complete game shutout, Joe Ryan has thrown 68 total innings. He's given up 50 earned runs, 24 home runs. So he is absolutely getting crushed, giving up a ton of barrels and home runs, which gives me cautious or caution to backing the twins in this game. One here, also just the inherent Verlander pitching in the postseason, having the veteran just across the board of the Houston Astros, the twins often incredibly uh you know not draining but emotional series where they you know win the first time in a long time a playoff game get into the next round so I kind of like the twins I, I like the twins over the long term but the Astros here in what could be a letdown game for Minnesota. Um Houston, they're they're sixth in WRC plus against right-handed pitching slightly above average in the isolated power department. This just screams Jordan Alvarez home run. But if Ryan is confirmed starter and obviously wait to play this because if they go with Bailey Ober or get to Maeda, things could look a little bit different. But the Houston Astros currently have an over team total four runs at minus one ten out there. Um Ryan, he's you know, given up a lot of home runs, a lot of runs in bunches. So yeah. I like the look of Astros kind of getting to him early and a couple of runners on base. And with his home run problem, we could clear this four number pretty quickly. Um, if Joe Ryan has a 15 and a half outs number, I don't believe there's something up yet because he's not confirmed. Um I would go under 15 and a half. He's gone over 15 in just two of his last nine games. He's really just trending downward. A lot of home runs. So that's my play. I would go Houston uh, to over four runs if he's confirmed.
2: 14. So betmgm MGM has got a number out there. 14 and a half. At plus money? For under?
1: Yeah. Plus 110. I would lean toward the under there. I, I'm, I would, I would wait to see, obviously, just, just if, if it gets the 15 and a half, because, or, or, I mean, I don't believe there's going to be a flat 15 in the market, but that like I just, I don't think Joe Ryan's going to throw more than five innings. And given the twins, they have such a deep bullpen. And we saw in that series where they, against Toronto, they were very quick and, and willing to go to their pen if they needed. And they had, I mean, unbelievable success from that bullpen. Uh, they're deep. So I would not be surprised for Ryan to get a quick hook here, especially if he allows a couple runners on base in a high stakes game against Houston.
2: Sounds good. This will be, by the way, I mentioned the ERA and the strikeout numbers, the walk numbers Verlander making his 35th postseason start 16 and 11 in his career. Tanner, what do you think for game one, Astros? And we talked yesterday at length about this, and and DeBundo has his concerns about Houston. I think he was talking about the, the left hand, the lack of left handers that come out of their bullpen. But again, when you got Verlander pitching game one, I think you're asking for a big outing. How do you feel about the Astros against the Twins for game one Saturday?
4: Yeah. So, like I said yesterday, I like the Twins in this series. I bet them at plus 140. I think they can get to Framber. I think they can get to uh, Javier. And I can't wait for another Sunny sunny Gray start. Boy, did he look good against Toronto. Not sure if I love them in this game. Uh, Verlander has a 106 Stuff Plus rating over his past 30 days. He enters this game with a sub-3 ERA over his past eight starts. And securing that first round bye on the last day of the season really is going to help him, considering he's, what, 48 years old. Also, two starts against Minnesota with Houston last year. 14 shutout innings, 15 yeah. strikeouts, two walks, and he's four. As, yeah, close. Charlie, as Charlie alluded to, um, <laughs> Astros are crushing the ball. They were the best lineup in MLB against right-handed pitching in September. Everyone looks like themselves. Even Jose Abreu looks good. Yeah, and Joe Ryan. Look, I love Joe Ryan. Um, but Charlie mentioned he's been struggling, uh, and you know that home home run problem. It's a big deal because you win in the postseason by keeping the ball in the park, as Anthony said 18 times yesterday. (laughs) You know, he did allow nine earned runs across 10 innings and two starts against Houston this year. He had 16 strikeouts. um, A couple of home runs sunk him, though. So I I think he got a tad unlucky, but I'm still concerned and I'm not sure. I would definitely I'd like the Twins more in this game if we got Meta or a bullpen game. I love both bullpens. I consider that matchup a wash, though. I'd probably give Houston a slight edge at home. Gun to my head, I'd bet the Twins here. I'd look for over plus 130 in the market, but I think it's come down too much. It started at plus 140. There's even like some plus 125s in the market now. So I'm going to sit on the sidelines here, root for my Twinkies series bet. And if they do lose this game, I'd probably look to bet the Twins series again or like Twins plus 1.5 games. Yeah, I was going to ask I meant, you that
2: because I, I tried, Charlie, I tried to tempt Tanner. I should have asked you because now that you said that, you gave me the more fun answer for our audience. Because, and again, you got to do this responsibly. I get that. But DeBundo wouldn't go near that when I said, well, what if the Twins lose game one? He's like, well, I would prefer them to win game one. I'm like, I know. But what if they don't with Verlander pitching? He wouldn't like he didn't get that. You clearly get that.
4: Thank you. I'm look, I'm concerned about game one. I am not convinced about game one. I'm not betting the Astros here. I actually lean twins with the plus money. I'm, I'm hoping they win game one. I think they definitely can, but I'm too concerned to put money behind it. And I'd be happy to come back on the twins if they do lose. So uh, I'm I'm really happy either way. I also wouldn't be surprised if
1: this game, Ryan struggles a bit and the twins kind of keep their top arms while the Astros can just empty the clip, which then opens up for, you know, adding a plus one and a half or the series on the Twins side, because it's a super interesting thing. And then this is why I don't have a a bet on the series yet. And I'm waiting for this game intentionally because I expect Houston to win. Um, We talked, I believe Zarillo's talked at length about this as well. Uh, The twins have so many lefties that against right-handed pitching, They can put a ton of lefties on the mound or at the plate and have an advantage. And that's why we saw Toronto go from Barrios to Kikuchi, which was a, you know, a a decision that makes sense. When you look at it from a grand scheme of things, it's easy to say now that it was a bad decision. But Verlander has reverse splits. He has a two lefties are hitting just 214 against them with a with a 584 OPS. So you would think that this, this lefty-heavy lineup that the Twins could put out. And I'm sure they, they're they aware of all the analytics, that they might go more righties here. But I just think all signs point to Houston, which is why I like looking toward the Twins after this game. Um, and I think that, like Ryan, we've seen that like the Houston, they're, they're a patient offense. They're great against right-handed pitching. And they have plenty of power. And I think Ryan could easily have a quick... Bad outing, and, and Houston takes over, jumps all over the twins. All public perception goes toward Houston, and that's a perfect time to buy low on Minnesota. What do we think the price would be? Guess you need, you need to ask Zarillo, <laughs> uh, maybe in the 200s, mid 200s. Yeah, I would 200s. say,
4: I would say plus 200, maybe a little higher. I would be like surprised 220, 230. Got, I'd be surprised yeah. if we got under, um, plus 200. Well, it's that's like what
1: 140 right now, so yeah. I'd say like yeah. a game is probably like. Eighty to one hundred cents. Mm-hmm. I you got to ask Cirello. He's the yeah. He's we'll the
2: have to phone, we'll have to do a millionaire phone a friend. Um, we won't do that. Just joking. I'll Facetime, I'll FaceTime him in. <laughs> yeah. Payoff pitch is presented by BetMGM. Use the bonus code ACTION when signing up. Ticket up to fifteen hundred dollars paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.
2: Let's move on to the next series. Let's go to the National League. Philadelphia Phillies, Atlanta Braves. Game 1, 6 Eastern, TBS on Saturday. Ranger Suarez, Spencer Strider. So Strider's listed. At least he's listed here at BetMGM. We know about Strider. We don't know about Suarez. Charlie, um, this is going to be a good one. I think this might be the best series of the of the four, oh, yeah. I think. Um, mm-hmm. Based on just, I think the Phillies are pretty good. And the Braves were a wagon all year. How would you like to bet Game One with the Braves at minus two hundred and the Phillies with the Diamondbacks? These are the two longest dogs uh, of Game One. Phillies are plus one sixty five. What do you got?
1: Yeah, I think me and Tanner are pretty much in lockstep here. I think it's the Braves over the first five. Uh, Spencer Strider, three expected ERA, a sub three x fit versus three eighty six actual. His issue has been a low ground ball rate and around league average barrels. So he succumbed to the home run problem from time to time, which has led to this kind of inflated ERA, but he is elite. um, 37% strikeout rate uh, top 10 in all pitchers. When it comes to expected ERA expected batting average strikeouts, whiffs Uh, and over the top last 30 days, he's still top 10 in stuff. Plus Um, I think this is a game where the Braves really jump all over the Phillies. Uh, I do think that this is probably the best series and, um, I, I think that the Phillies will make it a series. And I think that like the twins, if the Phillies lose game one, I would look toward adding plus one and a half and their series price here. Uh, another game that I'm not betting pre-series when it comes to the, that price, but Ranger Suarez is the expected starter. Uh, He is significantly worse than Schrider, which is why I like to look over the first five here. Uh, his x and X-FIP above four, the bottom 25% of all pitchers, expected batting average doesn't really get many swings and misses. His big thing is that he forces a lot of ground balls, but since July, Ranger Suarez 50, 55 and two thirds innings, 35 runs and 26 walks. We've seen his command kind of take a step back as the season has progressed. I don't know if that's fatigue or just pitch batters getting more comfortable against him. I like the Braves here. Number one in WRC plus an isolated power against left-handed pitching. The Phillies down at tenth against righties. I do think the the Braves win this game. Uh, obviously, they're they're heavy favorites for a reason. But I look toward the first five minus two hundred. I believe is the best number. Or if you want to take the run line minus a half to it's like minus one thirty five one forty. Fine with that too. Um, but that's where I'm looking, and then gonna buy back with the fills if Atlanta
2: wins. Spencer Strider in his career against the Philadelphia Phillies, eight starts, an ERA of 1.9, four home runs, uh just, yes, I got that right. Four home runs in 47 innings, four home runs allowed, 10 walks, and he has struck out 72.
1: Yeah, oh, he's crap. incredible. He's incredible. And then and 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 the Phillies are going on the road to Strider and Atlanta where they're looking to make an impact. And then, and then and I
2: think the- oh, he's, eight, the break- and he's eight, no against them. He's eight. No Striders never lost a start to the Phillies. He's eight. Well, don't no. say,
1: don't, don't, stop, stop saying all those numbers. Cause then you're going to get me worried. But I just think that the, I think that the Phillies are another team like the twins that are, have long-term value in this series over a five game stretch. They have, you know, Nolan Wheeler that they can deploy multiple wow. times. They have a good bullpen. They have great offense and they probably have the pitching and, bullpen advantage over atlanta at least over the last you know 30 something days and with atlanta's pitching injuries that they've had with especially with max Freed, but yeah this game is uh all braves for me
2: He's eight zero. Oh. it's the most wins he has against any team that's pretty damn good that team and he's only been in the league what three years the phillies have been good the last couple of years that's pretty that's pretty impressive what are your thoughts tanner is this similar to how you feel about i mean do you have the same sentiments for philly as you do for the twins in this division series
4: you stole my thunder. Um, yeah, I love the Braves first five money line here. I'm happy to bet it up to like minus 220. Are you gonna honestly. bring up Spencer Strider's career against the, the Phillies? That's where I was gonna start. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I
2: didn't well I didn't mean to do that. I just yeah, you know, I job, be a prepared
4: host. Don't so. don't don't worry. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. So okay. uh Zarillo has the limit at minus two ten for what it's worth. I would buy it a little bit higher, but Yeah, eight regular season starts against the Phillies since the start of last season. 1.9 ERA, 72 strikeouts and 47 innings, only 10 walks. He's shoved the Phillies into a locker. And, you know, with him, it's all about um, fastball velocity with Strider. And as Anthony talked about yesterday, when the Phillies got to him in the playoffs last year, Strider's fastball velocity was down because he was hurt. Well, it's fine right now. It was sitting between 97 and 98 over his final three or four starts. He has a 137 stuff plus um, on his fastball over his final 27 innings pitch. That's down slightly from 141 in the year, but not enough to cause concern. And when his fastball is working, his other two pitches play well off of it, and he dominates. Simple there. He's going to dominate here. He's also at home where his expected FIP is about a run lower than on the road. His ERA is higher, but I think that's a BABIP issue. Uh, for what it's worth, his strikeout rate at home is 40%. His strikeout huh. walk rate is 34%. It's 10% higher um, than on the road drops. So, yeah, uh, we think we're going to get Suarez. Yeah. I don't trust anyone in the Phillies not named Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, or Christopher Sanchez. I don't think we're going to get much Sanchez in the series. I wish we do. If they somehow start him in this game, I doubt it. I'd probably buy out of the Braves, honestly. But if we're getting Ranger here or anyone else, the Braves will scrape a few runs across against anybody. That's what they do. I'm not messing with the bullpens because Phillies have a huge advantage in the later frames. Plus, Strider could pitch twice through the order, dominate, and then like blow up in the sixth inning. We've seen it before. And I hope the man- Phillies manage a comeback because I did bet the Phillies in the series. And even if they don't, I'll do it again. I'll bet the Phillies at a better number after they drop this one to Strider. Either way, I expect five innings of perfect ball from Strider. Expect the Braves to... Scrape across a few runs as they always do. Bet the Braves in the first five money line. As long Rangers- as the
1: Phillies don't uh, close with Kimbrel, they're probably fine.
4: <laughs> oh
2: Kimbrel, and don't listen to DeBundo about Kimbrel. He's biased. He's he's taking the cheese on Kimbrel. Trust me, his, 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 Tanner knows Red Sox fans. God, that guy, he makes it painful. Um, Rangers. I'm curious what you guys think of this. Rangers Suarez. This is get. This is making me think about last year again about this team and their run last year to the world series ranger suarez out total 13 and a half it's close right
1: uh it's yeah i don't i don't i mean that's that's just i i I just like the the thing the thing i don't know and this is the thing and and why you always i think these numbers are starting to get lower and lower especially as it gets later into the postseason is because a bad start is a quick hook because every game matters and uh, maybe not in, in a best of seven with your best arms on the mound but uh, Suarez is by no means uh, one of the Phillies better arms. He's, you know, he's the third or fourth best arm in that rotation. But um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they quick pull him. And like Tanner, that's uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. I, and I, I like Tanner, I, I would I would have expected Sanchez to at least have some work here. But I mean, I just think that the Braves, they have great numbers against lefties. And I and I, that's probably why that they could easily get to Suarez in that first inning. And he did blow up. I mean, the last couple of starts, he has not been good at at all.
4: I do want to mention something about the Braves, actually. The Braves have great numbers against left-handed pitching on the year. They actually slumped a bit in September. They only had like an 88 WRC plus against lefties down the stretch. Now, there's no real correlation between September performance and October performance. But I like mentioning it. I don't trust Suarez, but if they did start Sanchez, I'd like him a lot against the Braves lineup that is maybe a bit vulnerable to a southpaw. So that's why I like Sanchez so much, but unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get it.
1: Yeah, it's just his his issue is home runs, and I think that's where the Braves could clean up. And it's it's I think that's such a hard with if he if he def, if he pitches, I don't know if I, I I mean I bet that's why you bet it listed right. Like if Suarez is out, then then you can re bet at a different number. Uh, I would expect it to be maybe around the same, but I don't know if I would end up pulling the trigger. I like the matchup here with Strider and Suarez, like like Tanner says.
2: Okay, and last but not least maybe it is least because you know tanner <laughs> told me yesterday to rip up my world series ticket which made it on our socials and i was really embarrassed to see i tend it.
1: to agree yeah
2: oh yeah that's right thank you charlie you may in too but tanner made me uh feel really bad about my ticket and i didn't really like it um no it's okay diamondbacks plus 145 with with what we think is merrill kelly pitching against clayton kershaw Dodgers minus 200. It's the same price. The, the The Dodgers and the Braves have the same price. I know you guys feel probably better about the Braves than you do about the Dodgers, Um, I think, because of Spencer Strider's success uh, and how good he is compared to where Kershaw is at, his, at this point in his career. Charlie, where are you looking for this game one in the National League Division Series?
1: Yeah. um, You know, I am not taking a side or a total here. I do lean Dodgers and I lean the over, um, but instead I'm looking toward props. I may fire on the over later. I just, I have to look a little bit deeper, but both pitchers have expected the way higher and do for negative regression when it comes to everything. I don't know how quick the trigger is going to be on Kershaw. He hasn't pitched more than five and a third innings since uh, June. So I just think that there's, you know, it's a product of old age, plenty of injuries. He's not going to pitch deep into games. So that's why I'm kind of staying away. I don't really trust this Dodgers bullpen, um, which is why I tend to lean to the over. Uh, But I do have a couple of props that I'm looking to play. If Merrill Kelly does play, I like Freddie Freeman over one half total bases. It's at plus money. I believe 115 is the best number out there in the market. Uh, Fred has been the best. Dodger over the last couple of weeks. Um, I bet him to hit a home run and two total bases against the Rockies. And he flew out to the deep warning track. And then the next three games, he hit home runs. So we'll see how this goes this time around. But a 160 WRC plus and a 218 ISO against right-handed pitching. And for what it's worth, I don't really take into account prior history, but he does have six of his eight hits against Kelly going for extra bases, uh, eight for 27 on his career. And the other one, which I was texting Tanner about before the show, and it's a pretty interesting number and I wouldn't mind taking his total bases over his hits here but Christian Walker to get a hit his best number out there is minus 150 155 uh Walker is by far the best hitter in the entire Diamondbacks lineup when it comes to left-handed pitching he has a 141 wrc plus and a near 320 iso and uh again Prior history, 10 for 35, five homers against Kershaw. Now, I don't really weigh that into account. It's more just, you know, lefty righties or splits and, and recent form. But Fred's in recent form. I think Walker's playing really well. Both pitchers, Kelly and Kershaw, are guys that I tend to think that I should fade, give up a lot of barrels. At least Kershaw does. Both have expected metrics way higher than actual. So I think one is minus 150 is cheap here. We might get four or five, at probably four at-bats from Walker, especially where he sits in the lineup. Uh, to get one hit. Uh, I think minus 150 is cheap against a a Dodgers bullpen that is shaky and against Kershaw, who he has had success against and absolutely crushes left-handed pitching as opposed to the rest of the D-backs, which is kind of more of a mixed bag. So that's where I'm looking. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to steamroll the D-backs, but that's just my opinion. Um, If the Brewers had a half-competent offense, they would have been doing the same.
2: It doesn't help with kershaw pitching because i know he's a lefty and he can hold runners better but um well i hope the i hope the snakes surprise tanner and i hope they they run all over the place on the diamond because they're gonna need it they're gonna need their base running if they get on base and they're gonna need their defense um which have been their strong suits are you betting how are you bet tanner how are you betting this game one if you are at all
4: yeah um i really like the, the over eight I bet it at plus 100, it's up to minus 110. I like it there, even a little bit higher. Let's start with the Diamondbacks. Uh, The reason why I like the Dodgers so much in this series, as I said yesterday, Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly are the two most overvalued starting pitchers in the 2023 playoffs. Merrill Kelly gets the go today, we think. He has an 87 stuff plus number over his past 30 days. He walked 16 batters over his final 29 regular season innings. His fastball velocity has been inconsistent up and down. He has thrown against the Dodgers four times this year. He scraped by with nine earned runs across 20 innings, but he walked 13 batters and only struck out 11. Dodgers team is familiar with them, will take their walks, will hit them hard. One guy that shoves them into a locker. I think Charlie might have mentioned this Max Muncie, 14 uh, for 34 with four doubles and a homer against uh, Kelly in his career, 1100 OPS. I think Kelly's going to get rocked here. And yeah, you know Clayton Kershaw confirmed for the Dodgers. Who knows what's up with his health, what's going on with him. Um, We know that his stuff was way down in a small sample size toward the end of the year, Uh, 82 stuff plus over 19 September innings. It was 108 in the first half. We know that his fastball velocity was down four ticks. It was 88 mile per hour average fastball velocity in his last start. That's crazy. Maybe he shoves with the extra rest. He's proven me wrong so many times before. I know, though, that he will depend heavily on his slider. Arizona was eighth in MLB this season um, in OPS against sliders. And as Charlie mentioned, one guy to watch out for is Christian Walker. I mean, you know, has five home runs against Kershaw in 34 at-bats and 320 ISO against the left-handed side. That's great. Uh, Walker, Longoria, and Marte have a combined 13 extra base hits and a combined 100 PAs against Kershaw. But look, even if Kershaw shoves and proves me wrong like he has before, I think the Dodgers can hit this over by themselves. They're going to get to Kelly, I think. And if Kelly gets pulled early, maybe he gets into trouble or they have a quick trigger. There's not a lot of middle relief bulk guys on the Snakes I trust to get them through to Paul Sewell and Kevin Ginkle. Uh, Scott McGough is hurt. Miguel Castro, Ryan Thompson, Andrew Salfrank, Ryan Nelson. Um, uh, Andrew has a... Perfect ERA across 10 innings this year, but only six strikeouts to four walks. And he's a rookie. The other three guys who I could expect to see in this game, they have a combined 4.8 ERA this year. None of them pitched better in the second half. Castro looked good in September, but horrific in June, July, and August. Ultimately, I'm seeing a big night for the Dodgers. We'll see what what's up with Kershaw. I think he has some blow up potential. I see a high scoring game overall, over eight. I
1: will say... um, I I just I was looking at this right now when you were when you were talking um Kershaw's outs prop is 15 and a half. Um yeah. I like that under a lot. Um he's gone over 15 and a half like I said one time over his last 8 starts. The
2: minute the minute you said it I went and pulled it up. So I'm glad you brought this up.
1: I uh it's actually really interesting cuz we don't know what the Dodgers are going to do aside from Kershaw's game 1, Bobby Miller's game 2. Uh, there's rumors and I would expect this to be true. Lance Lynn is going to get the ball game three. And that means that if he gets the ball game, game three, either the Dodgers are going to go with a mixture of Sheehan and Pepeo game four, or they use them game one and then game four as well out of the long relief roll. I would not be surprised if they cut Kershaw off after two times through the order, uh, go to their bullpen. And if they have the lead, especially if they have the lead. I could see them and it's close going to Ryan Pepio and getting that win. Uh they don't I, you don't want to mess around with this D-backs team as we've seen against the Brewers. You you let a couple runners on base, they steal a couple bases, all of a sudden things get out of whack and they are able to pull this off. But uh I was I was expecting a 14 and a half and I and a 15 and a half seems very low. Uh I mean high. Uh so um I will likely be adding that. It's something I just I just saw it right now. Um, not expecting it. I was like curious because I was looking at his numbers and I was like, I wonder what it is. Cause regardless of how much success he has, and me and Tanner obviously have the concerns with his health and his shoulder. Like, I, I don't know. Even if he's pitching through something and and he's or he's getting hit just slightly a little bit, the Dodgers will be quick to pull him. I don't think they let him go deep into the games. And I think they're gonna keep his kind of as he keep him alive as they go deeper into the playoffs.
4: Yeah, and you know, the Dod- part of the reason why I like the Dodgers so much in this series. Dodgers bullpen criminally underrated. And I think Dave Roberts knows that. And he can go to four guys in the back end of that bullpen between Gratterall, Phillips, uh, Brazier's pitch well, Joe Kelly. So they have the depth to protect Kershaw here. So that's probably a pretty good look.
2: Yeah. Yep. To Charlie. Yeah. I'm looking at the game logs right now once, and it was his last start uh, that he went over five innings pitched, which that gets you yeah. over the 15 and a half.
1: Which. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I just don't know if they let him go deep, especially two times to the order. Pitch,
2: 83 pitches.
1: D-backs, and D-backs are, are our patient team. We've we seen them. They they were so aggravating last series to watch because they took so many pitches. They make pitchers work, which... We need more I of mean, that. To, cre- to credit to them, like Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta, Cor- Corbin, you know, was throwing out. He, does, he relies on the, the chases out of the zone. They didn't swing. They crushed them, and then Freddie... They didn't do well for five innings, but kept working his pitch count up. And then in the sixth, they attacked. And I think that um, I don't think I think that the Dodgers are a better managed team. The Dodgers have a better bullpen here, and they have the that not only the depth that Tanner just mentioned, but having Pepeo and having Sheehan are two huge options in these series, especially if you trust a guy like Bobby Miller, who's been fantastic this season uh, in that two spot, and Lance Lynn in the three.
2: Merrill Kelly. So Kershaw and Merrill, Merrill Kelly went head to head, uh, August 30th, Kelly, five innings, 12 hits, seven runs. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That ticket's screwed. Okay. Um,
4: <laughs> Tanner, you got anything else before we go? Nope. Uh, I will say, uh, just to back this up, uh, yeah, love the Dodgers in this series and I actually uh last night decided to sprinkle a little bit on minus 1.5 games. I got it plus 125 and I bet sweet plus 350. Love the Dodgers in this series huge mismatch.
2: I think you already said that, so thank you for reminding me again. Um See, I should have I should have cashed out yesterday because also the price the the cash out number is coming down too. So yeah, because anyway, the money's
1: it, coming in on LA. <laughs> yeah,
2: no one cares. Uh, well, if they win, if they
1: win, you know, if they win one, then you can hedge out or something, or you can hopeful. just hedge out now. It's minus two hundred. Just take
2: take some off. Take some Dodgers tonight or tomorrow. No, take some Dodger series right now. Oh, Dodger series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, we'll talk about this off the air. Oh, we're dead. Yeah, we're we're dead. Okay. Uh, there are game twos over the weekend on Sunday, Texas, Baltimore, Minnesota, Houston. So, we will not be here for those again. Check out our written content. Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior editor, does a great job getting these guys all online to write the right article and put the article in the right place at the right time. So, actionnetwork.com, free to download award winning Action Network app. Stay locked in there to get previews for those game twos on Sunday. We'll be back Monday for more National League Division Series breakdown with the Phillies and Braves and the D-backs and Dodgers game twos in those series underway on Monday. For Charlie, Tanner, Brendan Glasheen, thanks for listening to Payoff Pitch, Action Network's MLB betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday.
0: Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.